Hello and welcome to this episode of Understanding Macbeth. My name is Gemma Nemeth and in this podcast we go through some of the key scenes from the play, translating the language, identifying literary techniques and useful quotes and analysing the characters, structure and themes of the play in order to help you prepare for your exams. If you want to access additional episodes and other exclusive content, you can find more information about the full online Macbeth course at www.advanceacademic.co.uk forward slash Macbeth hyphen course. And if you listen until the end of today's episode, you will get a discount code for 20% off. Now let's get started with today's episode. Act one, scene one. When analysing any scenes from the beginning of the play, you want to think about what the audience's first impressions would be. This is where Shakespeare introduces the key characters, the setting and the plot, so it's important to think about how all of these things are presented from the start of the play. The play starts with the witches meeting together on the battlefield in thunder and lightning. The setting is dark and dramatic, and the key theme of the supernatural is foregrounded here by the presence of the three witches. Notice that often the witches speak in rhyming couplets, such as, When shall we three meet again, in thunder, lightning, or in rain? The effect of this is that it makes everything the witches say sound like a spell or enchantment, highlighting their supernatural abilities and making them seem more intimidating to the audience, particularly to a contemporary audience who are more likely to believe in elements of the supernatural. When the witches are discussing when they will meet again, Notice that the third witch says, there to meet with Macbeth. So we know that already the witches are controlling the situation. They know the future and are deliberately contriving to meet Macbeth so that they can set the events of the play in action by giving their prophecy. One of the most important lines in this scene is when the three witches together say, fair is foul and foul is fair. You might see this being referred to as a number of different literary techniques. Firstly, we have alliteration, linking the words fair and foul together, which you may notice are contradictory words. So we also have an example of juxtaposition or contrast. Even more specifically, this line is an example of antithesis. Antithesis is when you have contrasting or opposite ideas, words or images positioned together in a line that is grammatically parallel. So, for example, here the first half of the line says fair is foul, and the second half of the line says that foul is fair. So each half of the line is saying the opposite. This is also an example of paradox, because it is not logically possible for fair to be foul, because the words have opposite meanings. It would be like saying that night is day or hot is cold. This is a very important quote to learn because there are so many excellent things you can say about it. Firstly, notice again how the paradox and the poetic nature of the line make it sound more like a spell or enchantment than everyday speech. So really highlighting again the supernatural elements of the play already here at the very beginning. This line also can be used to talk about the way the witches generally speak. So you'll notice as we go through the play that very often the witches are talking in a way that is deliberately vague or confusing and they do this to hide the true meaning of what they're saying to trick people and to make sure that they're always the ones who are still in control they never really want to give too much away 
This quote also highlights the amorality of the witches. So notice I said amorality, not immorality. If someone is immoral, it means they're doing things that are considered ethically wrong. If someone is amoral, it means they show no regard whatsoever for what's right and what's wrong. They act as if morals don't exist at all. This idea is clearly present here as the witches are essentially saying that good is bad and bad is good. So there is no right and wrong. As I said at the beginning, it's really important to think about how Act 1, Scene 1 prepares us for the rest of the play as an audience. And what this quote hopes to do is to introduce the chaotic world of the play that we are about to enter. So appearance versus reality is a key theme of the play. Because the play is set in a world where nothing is as it seems. Right is wrong and wrong is right. Fair is foul and foul is fair. Thank you for listening to Understanding Macbeth. I hope this was helpful for you in deepening your understanding of the play and getting you ready for your exams. If you want to access additional episodes and other exclusive content, you can find more information about the full online Macbeth course at www.advanceacademic.co.uk forward slash Macbeth hyphen course. And as a podcast listener, you can get 20% off any of the course packages by quoting the code MacbethPod. That's M-A-C-B-E-T-H-P-O-D. You can also reach out to me there about private tuition, revision support, and my practice paper marking service. Until next time, goodbye and happy studying.